So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between, the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. If you would like to learn more about the show, visit us online at sowemetonline.com and join us throughout social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at So We Met Online. So we met 20 years ago. 20 years ago, in person. Yes. So not online. No, not online. I was young, just out of high school, recently married. I got married at a really young age and got pregnant with my first child. I was very pregnant with my daughter. And I, through my husband, met a group of guys that he used to play cards with. And I created this friendship with this group of men, or boys at the time, (laughs) um, that lasted... 20 years nice yes good times yeah so throughout different relationships and we kind of all grew up together Uh, all of our kids are friends and treat each other so we're really more like family they all think of each other as cousins and we come to each other's rescue in times of strife but the story here is that in the end of 2014 i got out of a really what i would call emotionally stressful and almost abusive relationship i had become so submissive to somebody else that I left that relationship with my two daughters, $200 in my pocket, and I packed my car and I ran away. Wow. I moved in with my best friend, the wife of one of those boys, and their family until I could get back on my feet and support myself. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in this environment where they're, we're all living in a three, there's my three and her four, So seven of us living in a three-bedroom apartment. We all made a really good team. I was helping pay the bills as I was contributing while saving a lot of money. And what was happening in the background that I didn't initially realize is that this relationship that I had with my male friend, her husband, was developing in a different way. Mm -hmm. We've always been somewhat flirty. Okay. We kind of have all that personality, but... What I didn't realize is that he was looking for more of a polyamorous type relationship. Ah. Unfortunately, neither did his wife. Oh, I think there's a different term for that. (laughs) There is very much a different term for that. For the three months right after that abusive relationship, I got attached to this husband of my best friend in the same house in the same house we all lived together for three months uh we lived together i didn't you know he doesn't sleep very much neither do i so we played video games together we have a lot in common we had multiple deep diving talks where we crossed verbal lines we talked about feelings yeah about each other that's not normally i would do that with a friend but i at that point in time i realized very quickly he was becoming more than a friend to me even though you knew he was married even though i knew he was married so while no physical lines were crossed there were uh what you would call an emotional affair would be started happening so we continued on with this for three or four months going on before he decided that one day he wanted to turn around and talk to his wife about creating this polyamorous type family he brought it to me first, actually, and I bought into it. So he, he he came to you and said, hey, I want to tell my wife 
are you okay with that? And you said yes. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't realize what date was going to happen. Like I knew that he, you have to prepare for both sides, right? You have sure. to be prepared for her to say, yes, let's do this. And you have to prepare for her to say, no, hell no, get the hell out. Right. So I was not prepared for the get the heck out side just yet when he had that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so that very quickly came spiraling and crashing down at the very, very end. But I can tell you that while this was happening and what I realized of myself and how I could be so emotionally hurt walking into even my best friend's home and her family be affected and influenced so strongly. Sure. That was very self... I had a self-realization like, okay, so when I'm hurt and I'm rebuilding, I didn't realize I was going to be okay with being a second in a relationship. There has been thousands of studies on on affairs, right? Mm -hmm. and, and how they start and why they start and how they blossom. But I think oftentimes after the affair, most people reflect back and say, I I never thought that would have been me. I never thought I would have been there. I never thought I would have been okay or comfortable with being number two or any of those. I will always be second choice. It was never, num even in a polyamorous sense, where you create this structure of a family where there's always more than one, right? Because that's right. what poly means. There's, you know, it was always the first would be his wife and then me over here is, is the second. So I don't know. I was okay with that. I was like, okay, so I can go live my life and have this off to the side that sounds good to me too yeah yeah <laughs> at I, the time yeah i i know a woman right now who's in an affair and she complains oftentimes about being second and i say well why do you stay and she says well because i love him and then she complains he just wants to be able to have his cake and eat it too and i'm like yeah Exactly. So you're letting him, you know, at the end of it, you're letting him. Yeah. So again, that was the case here because today, fast forward three years later, there has been multiple talks. We still interact. Our kids still view us as family. They didn't had no idea what was going on in the background. It's referred to as the incident with quotes around it. And it's almost brushed over. You know, having them as friends and still in my life, it's almost like we all still kind of take care of each other, especially the three of us. So we are really without the sex or the flirtatious or the talking about feelings anymore still living in a polyamorous life we still they're who i go to if i need help and they come to me if they need help so it's still a this trio this weird weird trio <laughs> a weird trio <laughs> yeah i mean i think a lot of couples who kind of grow up together in that type of uh, relationship where they are connected find it at times, I think, challenging to maintain those lines. And especially if you're living under the same roof with each other, you find those lines being blurred a lot more often. So that's that story. Wow, yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that Eric and I can dive into on this particular topic. I think we've all heard stories of affairs and polyamorous relationships and the desires that I think people are having more often to not be committed to somebody and people allowing it to happen, right? Uh, people don't want to get divorced and they choose external relationships as a means by which to stay happy as opposed to actually getting a divorce. Uh, I've heard that 
story multiple times. So yeah, thanks for sharing. And uh, when we get back, Eric and I will dive into it. I don't know about you, Chris, but I think flowers are really pretty. But sometimes when I send them, I don't really know where to go. Until I found out about Urban Stems. I've used them and there's some really great things. They have next day shipping nationwide, in-house floral designers who design every bouquet, free delivery on every order, stylish packaging, personalized notes, and all of their bouquets are sustainably sourced from their Rainforest Alliance certified farms. I can't say I exactly know what that means, <laughs> but sounds impressive. Anyway, feel free to go to urbanstems.com and if you use the code NUDGE, N-U-D-G-E 20, you get 20% off your order. That's urbanstems.com. When I first heard her story, to be honest, I thought if I were her friend who was housing her and I found out that she and my husband were having mm-hmm. long talks into the night, I would have kicked her out on the street. I'm not going to lie. In the first listen of that story, right? that's what I thought. It is a pretty interesting story and it makes me immediately think, are both polyamorous relationships and affairs becoming more the norm. Can we first define a polyamorous relationship? What is your definition? I'm going to read something from online. I just want to make sure we get all of the terms correct. Sure. So a poly relationship is basically a relationship by which I guess you can call it an open relationship where... Yeah. Is there a difference between polyamory and an open relationship? Probably not. It's basically a relationship where it's non-monogamous. Uh-huh. So you can have a relationship with multiple people, usually within the same structure. So it could be like three girls and two guys and or two girls and one guy or two guys and one girl. Um, I think of it as more you have a primary relationship. Maybe that's your spouse. Maybe it's your girlfriend, boyfriend, partner. And then you're allowed for non-monogamy outside of that. So I'm going to read, I don't know if Wikipedia is the ultimate source, but I'm going (laughs) to just read what it says. It says polyamory is the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner with the knowledge of all partners. That's correct. That's important. That's the key. It has been described as consensual, ethical, and responsible non-monogamy. People who identify as polyamorous reject the view that sexual and relational exclusivity are necessary for deep, committed long-term loving relationships. Then, as you said, it says polyamorous arrangements are varied, reflecting the choices and philosophies of the individuals involved, but with recurring themes or values such as love, intimacy, honesty, integrity, equality, communication, and commitment. Confusion arises when polyamory is misapplied in a broader sense as an umbrella term for various forms of consensual non-monogamous multi-partner relationships or consensual, non-exclusive, sexual, and romantic relationship. Exactly. And what we're starting to see is that this lifestyle is becoming a lot more common. Is it more common? Are we just hearing about it more? Is it? Is there less of a stigma? I think it's becoming more common and less of a stigma. It's becoming less taboo, however you want to look at this. I mean, I know on OkCupid, they have a question about your relationship status, and there's definitely open relationship on there. And poly is actually one of the options in there. So tell me, and I don't know if you know this answer, but I have a lot of questions about this. Sure. Before I started learning about this and this choice 
that some couples make. I'm not going to lie. I was a little judgy. You know, I sometimes we're judgy of things we don't understand. And I'll be the first to admit that I'm human and I didn't understand. And for that reason, I was a little bit judgmental. But I know someone who, in fact, I dated someone who had had an open relationship with his then wife. So while he and his wife were together at the time, they were each seeking other relationships externally. Consensual. Right. With the full knowledge that they were both doing that. Now, whether they both did that and were only seeing one person outside the marriage or not, I, I have no idea. But when he told me his rationale, which was there were many things he hadn't seen in life. He got married really young. He didn't think it was going to lead towards divorce. It ultimately did. But it was that someone still loves their wife or partner, but wants to explore beyond that. And while I don't think that's a choice I would ever make, so I suppose never say never, it did give me some understanding and at least a place where it's a different choice, but it's not one I immediately look down on because everyone has different needs. Right. Yeah, I can probably tell you of about five couples that I know of right off the top of my head that have this type of an arrangement. Now, why do they? They do it for any number of reasons. One of them is financially. So do they still love their partner, their spouse? Again, every single situation is different. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of some where they do still love each other. Mm -hmm. They're just missing some element in their relationship. So they've agreed that they can seek that need outside of the relationship. And you have to also understand that that need isn't necessarily always physical. I understand, yeah. It could be some level of an emotional connection. Okay. Uh, You know, I'm using this as a really generic example, but let's just say that I really love sports and my wife doesn't love sports at all. Mm -hmm. And I meet somebody and and I find a girlfriend that I have on the side that loves sports just as much as me. And I share that connection with them. That can still be a external relationship. Just to push back on you then, why can't that person be your friend? Or why don't you seek someone platonically who just happens to like sports? Again, I know this is all hypothetical. This is all hypothetical and it's all dependent upon the relationship. Okay. So couples will do this because, again, financial reasons. It's too expensive for them to get a divorce mm-hmm. for whatever the reason. So they agree to have other partners. Some of them have children and they agree not to get a divorce because of the children. Mm-hmm. And so they agree to go out and find other partners. There's any number of reasons why they might do it. And there are any number of reasons how they still feel about their partners or what type of an arrangement they have with those partners. Does it work? And how does jealousy not play a huge role? The philosophy of this is that jealousy doesn't come into the picture because of the open communication and understanding that this is what they've decided to do. I just, if you love your spouse, it's hard to imagine that person with somebody else. That is your philosophy. Right. I'm saying that. So I'm just trying to understand the other side. And... Most people who are looking for a monogamous relationship would agree with you. Right. That's why this isn't for everyone. But for those people who do pursue this, they're not in it necessarily, again, you know, to be jealous. They're both doing it. They've both agreed to do it. And to your point or your earlier question, 
it's possible they no longer love each other. The alternative is getting the divorce. So instead of getting the divorce and you're in a marriage due to children, financial issues, whatever the case may be, and you no longer love your partner, but you don't want to get the divorce, then why would you be jealous if that partner or that person is going off and... What if you still love your partner? It's one-sided then. And that's Maybe. probably happening as well. I don't know. Right. The other challenge to this is that the individuals that they end up getting involved with could have those emotions, could have the belief of this is a monogamous relationship, mm. could have the jealousy aspects, could get attached, right? And I've heard of, you know, this gets into even the concepts of just having affairs. But if you are in a married relationship, even if you say, oh, this is an open relationship, oh, we've agreed, oh, my wife knows that I'm doing this, and I end up going off and meeting another woman and starting a relationship with her, and that woman falls in love with me, and that woman starts to get jealous because I'm going back home at night to my wife, even though we're technically not together, that person, mm -hmm. that woman I've met, is now being dramatically impacted by my actions. Even when I'm being open and communicating exactly what's going on. That so person, it's a personal choice whether to enter into that kind of relationship. Exactly. But sometimes people are entering into it like, oh, it's not going to affect me. Oh, I'm still the girlfriend. Oh, we're monogamous. Oh, this is okay. I can handle this. And then what they find out is, well... Maybe I'm not the only one. Maybe I'm not being monogamous, you know, or exclusive with this person. Maybe they are going home and sleeping with their wife or any number of other things that could be going on through their mind. And the other thing that I hear often is I always feel like I'm second. Just as Wendy said in her story, she didn't think she would be second. Or okay with being or second. Or okay with being second. And all of a sudden you start to realize... Well, they're going back home for their kids or they're going back home or I want to see them and I can't see them because they've got this going on and this going on. And it's like, what about me? I'm not enough for you. Right. And if the person who is not the spouse or main partner, that person could also be in an open relationship themselves with somebody else. Right. And it just it does impact a lot of people. It impacts people. And it's great to be able to say that. You're going to be open about this and you're going to communicate and you're going to make sure that everybody's aware. And it's basically your choice to enter into this situation. But the dynamics of these types of relationships will ultimately cause a lot of heartache somewhere in the in the group. I mean, I don't know if I can make that generalization, but I will just say it sounds like it will always get complicated. It will always get complicated. But... You know, again, like I said before, once I learned, you know, reasons and rationale, I think everyone should make whatever choice is best for them. I don't believe it's a choice I would ever make, but I do like that the world is more open to varying types of relationships. You know, again, I know people who are doing this. I see that for them, it's working for whatever the reason. Sure. It's not necessarily something I would do. Right. But I understand why they're doing it. Do you think... The people in the open relationships would have said previously, I don't see that as something I would do. No. Who knows? I don't I, know. Yeah, I don't know. But I would say, you know, even on that point, I'm pretty positive that there are a lot of couples out there that are going through that divorce type of mentality. And one of the first questions that are now popping up in that conversation is, 
well, why don't we just have an open relationship? With that definition of an open relationship, you're not really maintaining an intimate relationship with your spouse. But a lot of people do. They still maintain that intimate relationship with their spouse and partner. And I would even take that to the next level that this is where some of the conversation and communication stops. I think for some people, it's okay to say, look, I'm in an open marriage. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am still married. Yes, we both have agreed to this. But you can't verify necessarily what's happening when they leave and go back home and they get back into bed together. Yeah, the whole thing is just really interesting. And I'm glad we're kind of tackling this topic because I think it's worth learning about. Um, There are many different structures of relationships that work for different people. And I appreciate Wendy's openness in sharing this with us. And I'm glad we can talk about it openly and honestly. I think that's really all I have to say. Yep, that sounds like a good place to end it. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. (laughs) 